I know the drill. Whip it on me. Whip it. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Awful Service Podcast. This is a podcast that's going to require all of its listeners to come in for a 9 a.m. Uh, audio cleaning. We need you We need you to come in. I know it's your day off of listening, but uh, we're going to need you to be here. You know, Be a real team player for the pod. Help us clean up our audio. Once a year. It's just once a year the podcast needs cleaning. We all show up. Every, it's everyone. It's everyone's duty. From the managers to the fucking bus boys, we all yeah. come here and we clean this podcast. From no, that's from for us. It would be uh, from the from the hosts all the way down to the third mics. It's, yes. Uh, yes, I'm in the dish pit of. Uh... <laughs> Joe's going to be scrub mopping. Uh, he's going to be scrub mopping the the, uh, the audio tubes. Yeah, as long as I get to use one of those uh, the little zamboni. There you go. The ones... <laughs> I fucking love those. I wish they had a seat. I wish they had a little seat. They make those with on. those. I've seen them with seats. What? You're talking about the ones like the grocery store, right? Where like, there's usually some guy pushing yeah, it. And I've like, walk seen ones it? with seats. Oh, my God. That's the fucking greatest. I would love a seat on that. Joe, Joe's, that's his new job. Uh, speaking of which, uh, it's me, your host, Matt Doima, with... Oh, it's me. I'm coming in as co-host, and I'm coming in hot. It's Joe Cocozello. Joe Coco Cocozello. Cocozello. That did that didn't work. It's, uh, we tried. We, we, we tried it. Didn't Shoe I don't like the way on. it doesn't taste good. That's not the <laughs> flavor coming no. out of the mouth. It's not good. It's a new recipe. It's a uh, you know it's 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 the new co-host. <laughs> right? It's going to be endorsed by Bill Cosby. Um, oh. <laughs> well, he's out. It's so he good, needs, you should buy it. <laughs> co-host PM. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Nate, Nate Smezrud will be joining us later in the episode. We'll, we'll explain why later, but we don't need to explain why. You know what? We just need to explain who our guest is. We've got a phenomenal guest this week. Yes, we, we got, do. We got, we got comedian and an overall very funny person. You guys, Peg Miller's on the podcast. Yay! Hey. How the hell are you? It's good to see you. Better now. We're, oh, we're good. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're <laughs> We got that taste out of our mouths. We're gonna have a good. We're gonna have a good podcast cleaning later. And you know what? We got we've 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 got someone who I want. I'm gonna adopt as my grandma. That's who we're gonna do it. It's, hey, all right. I, I'm, I'm I'm more in close to son territory in terms of age. But you know what? I didn't have grand. <laughs> I think grandma. Yeah, just uh, support me in my old age. That's all mm -hmm. I ask. I'm gonna it's, adopt. I, I, I'm gonna put you in a good home. You're not getting one of those crooked ones. <laughs> oh no, I'm oh, gonna die of something incredibly violent and fun. So. You know that. <laughs> oh, you're gonna Thelma and Louise it? Uh, no, I'm just gonna be holding holding your partner's hand, driving just over driving a cliff. Off a cliff. <laughs> oh, God, wasn't that a great movie? No, I'm gonna fall off a mountain or die skydiving again, or you know whatever. Hell yeah! Again, Wait, you died skydiving once. Is this? Is this oh, just... I, I, I jumped. I had 38 jumps in oh. before I hurt myself. Mm -hmm. Dave, yeah. what what happened? It's great fun. Well, it, it was my third jump of the day, and we were all a little tired. We had worked on a formation that we wanted to do in the sky. You know how they hold hands and stuff. Yeah. So we practice it on the ground, you know, whatnot. And so we get Wait, up. What's practicing it on the ground? That's laying on the ground and like holding well, hands? Just walk around. And so you have the. Oh, you're just walking it out. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of they have a lot of fans going to kind of yeah, simulate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
like mimic the breeze, right? Yeah, is it uh, like two large men holding you up? Each person has a couple of large men. It's like, I bet uh, is it, is it a, a budget one. It's just a bunch of those 80s oscillating fans. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, not even good ones. And a crawl on our bellies around in the formation. Yeah. That's how we walked around. But, you know, so we got up and we were really anxious to do a, a dust jump because it's so beautiful. This is in Baldwin, oh, Wisconsin. <laughs> Okay, yeah, dusk jump. All of a sudden, oh, a know, dusk jump. Back. I thought I heard dust jump. Uh, yeah, I heard uh, dust jump too. Speaking like, of Ooh. dust jumping, co-host Nathan Smezrud has joined us. Hey, bring me some. Well, hey, everybody. Bring Straight me some from the beer. truck. He's gonna. Do, have you ever dust jumped, Nate? Dust jumped. No dust. No, yeah, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking. Uh, uh, we're talking uh, jumping out of planes. Dust or dusk? Oh, no, never jumped out of anything from the sky. Hey, hey I've been meaning to ask you. How's your butt? Oh, it's great. Yeah. I haven't Wait. had any butt problems for quite some time. Okay. Do stretched me out. She got me all kinds of things to stretch out my butt. <laughs> oh, yep. you got uh, the, the, you got them the little, uh, like the Russian nesting dolls of butt plugs. Like they slowly get bigger. <laughs> no, just show him some stretches for his tight little piriformis muscle in his butt. Oh, uh, the piriformis. So often we taught butt though. I some, might have. Some anal kegels. Yeah. Uh, no, just stretches. You guys just don't stretch, for you... goodness sakes. <laughs> what is the... up. It's good for all, all ways of life. So what is the butt stretch? Is it just tightening it up and then is it? Yeah, is it like butt kegels? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's hamstring stretches, gluteal stretches, sitting down, crossing one leg over the other, bending forward, and yeah. So he's been uh, doing his stretches, and so hence he has no problems. Oh man, I've wanted to use hence all day. Thank you. <laughs> you can use one. hence as much as you want on this podcast. Thank yes. you. Our listeners know what it means. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering. So, so anyway, back to the dusk. dusk jumping. So we got up there, and then the breeze, uh, we learned later we had 17 mile per hour crosswinds. So we all just blew off course. And uh, so I didn't open until 3,500 feet because once you're under canopy, then you really start being blown around. And when I was uh, the canopy opened, I'm looking at where I'm going to be landing and it was either going to be the highway or the electrical lines or land in the sewage plant with the whirling pond of poop. Oh, no. Yeah. And so no. I ended up, thinking, well, once you're 100 feet above the ground, you can't make any turns anymore because otherwise you'll just dig a groove with your face in the ground because you pick up so much speed. So I didn't really have a lot of choices, but fortunately I ended up hitting the berm of the road and I tore my shoulder and also my right knee. Damn. But I feel sorry for that family of five that ran over my parachute as it draped over the highway. <laughs> squealing of the tires and no kidding their eyes were that kind of auga thing <laughs> you mean like a wolf that saw a hot lady in a 1940s cartoon style yes exactly and so i they couldn't really see me because i was on the berm of the road they all just you know like jumped out of the car and they're looking under the car for me Oh, they oh thought they God. ran you oh, no. over. They thought they ran me over. No, and I just jumped out of the ditch and I was fine. You know, I went to the hospital a couple of days later, but I decided I never was any good. I just couldn't stick the landing. I landed in corn, soybeans. <laughs> One time you landed behind enemy lines and then you had to kill all those people <laughs> secretly. You know, it's okay. Government covered it up. It's all right. Peggy oh, Miller, Peggy. 38 confirmed kills. Okay. 38 is an important number for her. 
it for is. some reason i like i i just i picture you like going through like the roof of a barn and like landing in like a big thing of hay and then, <laughs> and then like there's just like a cow like that <laughs> like, oh, not again the golf course was the best though <laughs> I, do, I, do have that. I, I do have that in my comedy bit so you come down for- i didn't know I didn't know where I was, but I saw a clearing and I aimed for it. It was a Hamlin golf course in Wisconsin. <laughs> and I came in hot yelling four. <laughs> and I landed. Yes. No, I landed on the ninth hole. And if the flag had not been out of the hole, that would have been a hole in one. Holy crap. Oh my God. Golfers did come up to me and he goes, no kidding. He goes, man, I didn't know they had flying hazards here. (laughs) (laughs) And then you were promptly uh, met by security asking for your membership. They're like, "Uh, can you please, uh, ma'am, ma'am, we need to see your membership card. So I just threw my parachute over my shoulder and went out to the nearest highway and tried to uh, hitch a ride back to the uh, drop zone. No (laughs) one would pick me up. What the crap? I would totally have picked you up. Only no, someone with a parachute over their shoulder trying to score a ride. Uh, anybody that jumps out of a perfectly good airplane, people don't want to pick them up. <laughs> got to be something wrong with them. Yeah, so something crazy upstairs. The drop zone finally, finally found me and took me back. But that is hilarious. So the well, golf course, I, I'm so glad that you didn't land in the sewage. Right. That, that would have been some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles scenario. You would have never been able the to new watch Toxic that Avenger. That's how that that's how that happens. Sometimes they have it open and sometimes they actually shut it. It is a whirling pond of poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I like I don't like to think where all the poop goes. I don't either. It just I flush it and it magically is gone. It's done. Goodbye, poo. Talked about that. We're not going to your life anymore, Joe. Anyway. Anyway. We don't just exist on this podcast to talk about butt kegels or whirling ponds of poop or landing on golf courses. No, this is the Awful Service Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about customer service jobs and the stories there within. The very first segment on the podcast is one that we lovingly refer to as the resume. Show us your resume. Why should we hire you? Have you ever had a job right to open fire you? Tell us all about yourself and your place of business. Talk about your former job's filthy, shady politics. Show us your resume. The resume section is where you get to talk about your former jobs, the uh, the stories there within, and Peg, wherever you want to start, you go right ahead. Well, I, I think I'm going to begin with the first job I ever had when I was 15. I was a photo, photo, fun, fun girl. What? Now you have to describe what this is. What does a photo, photo, fun, fun girl well, mean? I was like a JC Penny Photoshop place sort yes. of thing. Yes. It was a uh, little kiosk. I was born and raised in Lakeville, and a little kiosk in a grocery store. And I had a uh, little smock with a big daisy on the front with the stem <laughs> that went down to my crotch. And I would just uh, take it film. And it would be developed, and then people would come and pick it up. Oh, so you didn't have to take photos. You were like a photo development. Yep, yep. Okay. And then we'd send it out. It'd come back. And uh, a friend of mine, (laughs) I got fired. I got fired (laughs) a lot of jobs. I was telling Matt I've had 38 jobs. And uh, so a friend, uh, her film came back in. 
my best friend. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny just to put a little note in the envelope and just tape it, you know, so it'd be difficult for her to open. Well, <laughs> by the time I was through with the cellophane, it was like a cellophane puff, you know, <laughs> three inch wide. So in the drawer, here's all these, you know, slim little envelopes and then puff in an envelope. And the next day I came back into work and my boss is in the kiosk and she goes, Peg, I want to talk to you. So she took me into the frozen food department. Because that's that's the office. <laughs> that's the, uh, take, let's, like, let's go take you to the office. Just buy the Tony's pizzas. Yeah. No, buy a big frozen turkey. <laughs> that's where the serious talk happens. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit, everybody, yeah. the frozen turkey. This is where you take people to get I'll fired. Never forget staring at that dead turkey, knowing what was going to come. <laughs> and she said, well, you know, I saw the cellophane puff. <laughs> and I opened it and read the note, and I just don't think you're photo, photo, fun, fun caliber. Is <laughs> <laughs> the note not fun? That should well, be. And then, of course, what was in the note? Everybody wants to know, right? So I'm 15, and the note was to Debbie DeGroat, my best friend at the time, and it said, Debbie has pubic hairs in her teeth. Whose are they? I mean, for 15, <laughs> you know. That is totally photo, photo, fun, fun girl yeah, material. Fired. My parents were very upset. Sounds fun, you, fun to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> you should, uh, you should put that in your comedy bio. Just not photo, photo, fun, fun material. That's it. That's all it should just say. Like Peg and Miller, then, not photo, photo, fun, fun. That's it. That would garner attention. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, 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 we should bring back the photo, photo, fun, fun girls. That sounds like a uniform was just ridiculous. I mean, a big daisy around my tiny little breast and a big stem all the way down to the crotch. I'm going, what Einstein came up with that? Right? A man. A guy, a, he's a, really? it's a man smoking oh, a cigar <laughs> in an office. Yeah, yeah. And Think then, of a man. He thought of it. Yeah, he's just like, he's, yeah, he's got some bourbon and a, and a cigar and he's just like, I don't know. The stem needs to come down the more, more closer to the crotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the way down there. Make the daisy head a little bigger for their tidy little kid breasts. We were thinking of a nice <laughs> flower on the lapel. No, no, no. No, no, I don't like that. What about two of them? Yeah, we can't do that, sir. Uh, oh, we can't do that? Or you won't do that? Oh, you fired. Hey, my grandfather, Reginald Photo Photo Fun Fun, when he came to this country, <laughs> he said, two daisies. You get two daisies. Make them really big and awkward looking. Yep, downgraded to one. What was the grocery store? Uh, it was uh, Angren's. Ang the Angren family. See, I love I love store. local grocery store we culture because it's yeah, it, was, it was like a family that just owned the grocery store, and they there used to be other families that owned other grocery stores, but then that one family like you know burned them down, ran them out of town, and then it was finally there. <laughs> you talk about the grocery store mafia. Well, Jeffrey, yeah, okay. grocery store mafia, like uh, the one in St. Cloud. <laughs> The Coburn's yeah, family has yeah, a problem with you. You're going to be sleeping in the frozen food section. I'm going to be sleeping with the van camps. The van camps. So you so you got fired from Photo Photo Fun Fun. <laughs> you're sleeping with the fish sticks. You sleep with the fish. You're, you're, you got fired from Photo Photo Fun Fun for wasting office supplies. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think so. She just like I said, I wasn't Photo Photo Fun Fun caliber, so I just carried on. You know, so, it didn't crush me. It was summer. I didn't want to work anyway. You still friends with Debbie DePepo yeah. or whatever her name was? Debbie <laughs> DePepo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> De 
No, I went to a class reunion, God, maybe 20 years ago. And I just, you know, I figured anybody I wanted to keep in touch with, I would. Did you and pull I back the old so. joke? You're like, hey, Deb, you still get, you got some pubes in your teeth. Whose is it? <laughs> hey. oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I still have the pencil mark in the, <laughs> in my hand from her poke in the second grade. That shit never goes away. Uh, I'm probably going to die of it. That's your big, that's your big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, so what, where'd you go after yes, Debbie? Yeah. Deb, uh, no, I mean, sorry, uh, photo, photo, <laughs> Debbie, Debbie, fun, fun. <laughs> where'd you go after photo, photo, fun, fun, girl? I went to uh, work in a waterbed store. As you do. Selling, selling they only water sold waterbeds. Yep. People are like, can I get a regular yeah. bed? You're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, this was, you know, this was a big deal back in the uh, 70s, right? Where the waterbeds, mm -hmm. you know, the ones that were baffled free flowing and stuff and yeah we a lot of them went out the door but i'd been there a week and my girlfriend and i broke up and i had been living with her and uh went to and i had options friends and family but you know pride and so when i closed up the waterbed store that night i just walked out to my car and got my suitcase and yes. came back into the waterbed store and looked around and went hmm where do i want to sleep tonight the goldilocks <laughs> and the three waterbeds this yeah, one's, there's well, this one's too wavy. It was great. like I'm sleeping on a boat. No rent. And, you know, I get up in the morning because I work morning and nights, just three hours morning and night. And I get up before the cleaning crew. I go in the bathroom, get cleaned oh up, God, this is take my suitcase back out to the car. And uh, I did that for about a week. It was great. Pizza delivered after everybody was gone. <laughs> and, uh, well, you and should actually, work a lot. Uh, yeah, we're doing inventory. Yeah, I got accommodation. We have a tsunami of sales coming through later. <laughs> What's inventory oh, yeah. at a waterbed store? How many waterbeds could you fucking have? God, they're just so great. Three. But I got accommodation for being the first one always in the store. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. You're like snickering to yourself? Uh, no, yeah. While you kick yeah. a pizza box under a waterbed? Yeah, like, <laughs> I picked a different waterbed every night because, you know, I wasn't going to clean the sheets. And unfortunately, my alarm clock didn't work. And so I woke up to the uh, cleaning crew standing <gasps> over me. No. And I was I working late. Naked. I was working late. I sleep naked and it was hot. Oh, oh, oh. oh, was, oh. So I and got there, again. There went that job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what a way to go out, though. Yes. This is the old, that's the, like, people are still talking about that to this day. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I didn't know whether to be, you know. I mean, just, it's, they're not working at the waterbed store them. anymore. I think I should have charged them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Of course, the name of that store was called Water Water Bed Bed. Uh, <laughs> Come and work here and you'll never have to pay rent. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, man, I had one of those waterbeds. After you got fired, the whole cleaning crew started what you did. They they started living there. Sure, <laughs> They're like, God, you don't know how alarming that is to wake up from a dead sleep and seeing strangers leaving. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I had a couple close calls when they came in, and I had to scurry away real quick. But <laughs> that was that was something else. Oh, so funny. Yeah. Does your back hurt to this day from sleeping on those beds? Uh no, I was pretty resilient back then. <laughs> now I have to have a hard, hard bed. For these old, old bones. <laughs> Your sleep number is hard. About to, about to say the home rock. furniture still hasn't figured it out, have they, Peg? <laughs> oh, they went out of bed. Out of bed. They went out, out of bed. Yeah. They went out of bed. Bedsness? 
get out of bed. They went bye-bye. Nice. So wherever you want to go to next. So yeah, what job did you sleep at next? Uh, <laughs> well, when I was, uh, I was 24 and a friend called me from Hawaii and she says, hey, I'm working on a shrimp fishing boat and they're looking for a cook. You want to come? And I thought, well, that sounds like fun. <laughs> and so the skipper of the boat calls me that day and interviews me. And three days later, I'm in Hawaii cooking on a shrimp fishing boat for a crew of 18 and ordering supplies for three months out at sea. And I didn't know how to cook. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> it just sounded fun. I wanted to go to Hawaii. It was January here, colder than crap. <laughs> and I just thought, well, and like I was telling um, Matt, I have ADHD. So I, I don't think before I do, I just do, which has served me very well. I've had a wonderful <laughs> life. And uh, so, yeah, I learned really quick. And I was on the phone with my mother every day. I didn't even know how to make gravy. They knew I didn't know how to cook. Oh my goodness. I threw my teeth. So as we were taking on crew members, I was ordering supplies and my mom and I were, were talking and putting menus together. I had to order 3000 eggs, oh, thousand pounds of bacon, you know, huge turkeys and hams and how we're going to recycle things over. And, and it was just, I, I couldn't get overwhelmed because it was my job and nobody else was going to do it. So it was just time to step up to the plate. So as we're taking more crew members on, I'm, I'm cooking. And in the morning, you know, we've got like five crew members. We had two weeks in port to get supplies and crew members. So in the morning, I'm going, well, how would you like your eggs? Oh, over easy. Okay, bacon crisp. And, you know, I'm cooking for a few more people. I'm thinking, wow, you know, I think I might actually, you know, be able to do this. <laughs> and then at the end of two weeks, we set sail and then just shit hit the fan. Because <laughs> if you've ever been on a boat, everything is moving. <laughs> you know, I chase that onion across the gas table, <laughs> you know. And it was just an alien environment. Everybody just, for the first couple of days, we were just, everybody was knocking into things. I mean, we had bruises on places that we didn't even know existed. <laughs> mm -hmm. And terribly seasick. But uh, Skipper let us smoke Paca Lolo, which is marijuana. Paca is cigarette. Lolo is crazy in Hawaiian. Oh, okay. I yeah. like Paca Lolo. When it becomes Paca legalized Lolo, nationwide, that should just become a brand. I'll take a I pack of Paca Loco. Great name. Yeah. Paca Lolo? Paca Lolo. It's P A K A Lolo. I love so it. Very easy. So, yeah. So it helped with the seasickness, and my food didn't taste so shitty. And uh, <laughs> it was multi purpose. Oh yeah, I had to I had to lock up my Captain Crunch cereal though. <laughs> I had two cases under my bunk. <laughs> that was what your bed was made of. It was it was just made of fucking Captain Crunch and Frankenberry oh, cereal boxes. Best. Oh, I think it's the best cereal in the whole entire world. I haven't had it in years, but. Man, sitting out watching the, you know, the stars and everything else with no city lights and having a joint and munching a box of Captain Crunch with some of your buddies. <laughs> Life doesn't get much better than that. So, so you said you didn't know how to cook. The first image in my head is like, OK, we're going to need 30,000 packets of ramen. Yes, I tried that. <laughs> you that did? was a no, no package, mashed potatoes. Everything had to be handmade. You, they, okay. What do you mean you don't have Kraft mac and cheese? 
I had to make Thousand Island dressing. I had, I mean, I had to make shit. So, and I didn't have anybody to follow. And I knew why, because it was the worst job in the world and nobody stuck around long enough. And I, I did it that first trip for two months and uh, lost 20 pounds because I wasn't going to eat that shit. surviving solely on captain crunch and pacaloco i had salami and cheese i had bought i had my own little grocery store and my i had my stateroom to myself so i just had my nuts and and stuff oh i had shopped for myself for sure oh god the captain comes in who i please tell me you referenced the captain instead of calling him skipper you called him captain crunch Oh, no, that would have been appropriate, but I would have been giving away my secret of all Here's a cats. big blue hat, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you need to stay off the Paco Loco. But um, one morning, um, Skip didn't wake me up at 4 o'clock, you know, to put on the coffee, 4 a.m. And so I come out, and all the crew is in the galley, and we're wondering what the hell's happened, because it's light. He hadn't taken off yet. And he comes down from the wheelhouse, and he goes, well, let me tell you what happened to me last night. He said, I'm sleeping in my stateroom. The light goes on, and here's Deb, one of the crew members, standing in the doorway. She's got a knife to her chest. She draws blood, and she says, you get me off this boat. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill the crew, and I'm going to blow up the boat. Jesus. Holy shit. people just lost it. I mean, it was a solitary life. Only 18 people on the boat working hard. And so we had to have a plane fly in from Honolulu to take her off because she was a danger. And so I jumped into a shrimp processing job. One of the other crew members took the cook job. And then I realized there was a God. I mean, just brainless work of processing the shrimp. It was what, is, what is processing a shrimp? Well, we, would, we would fish for shrimp and we had two other boats that also would and they'd bring the product to us. We were the processing boat also. And so we would, we would put down traps 2,400 feet below the surface in the uh, pinnacle areas where the shrimpies like to hang out and we would run lines of like 250 and two days later we would go back pull up those lines and it's like deadliest catch you've seen Mm -hmm. that right exactly like that except instead instead of alaska Alaska, it was hawaii yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, so it was much better so you didn't die immediately if you fell overboard By the time, you know, you fell overboard, you'd be gone. You, there's no finding you because of the waves. Oh, yeah. But, um, so then also the other boats would offload bags of shrimp to us for, to process. So and what, the, did you just like rip their little head and legs off? Nope, nope. We left, most of the times we left the heads on. The Japanese were our biggest market and they liked the heads. Okay. Yep, if you yep, yep. the heads, the brains taste like almonds. It's really quite tasty. Okay. And so they would uh, drop the bags through the chute, chute down in the processing room into a big brine tank, which is cold salt water. We take the bags out, open it, all the shrimp would spill out on this big processing table. And we had different buckets, small, medium, large. And we just sit, listen to the music and gab, and then just size the shrimp. Oh, shrimp you know? sizing. Did that kind of sounds was fun. There, was there a popcorn bucket? Well, that's yeah, the popcorn trip. No, we we threw those babies out. You know, some of the shrimp you see in restaurants, we couldn't be bothered. They just went down the garbage disposal. You were just smoking Paco Loco. You're like making little shrimp. You're like like having little shrimp improv routines. (laughs) I wish I thought of that. I'm just sitting there thinking about the shrimp brain tasting like almond. I'm like, are they going to try to make a milk out of that? They're going to make a milk out of it. In Japan, it already exists. Uh, 
So I did that for two years. Two went years. A, yep. Wow. I went on about eight trips. Well, it was a vicious cycle because we'd be out for three months and then come back in. We would fish 500 miles northwest of the Hawaiian Islands. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we would move at night. It was called the La Cruz Pinnacle. It's an oceanic reserve. So that's where we would drop anchor at night because the waters were so much calmer. And okay. then we'd pull up anchor and we would fish or go pull up our traps 30 miles away. So it was so funny because we'd come back and as soon as you hit those open, those calm waters, it was just like getting over the flu. <laughs> Everybody was happy, 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 <laughs> you know? And then the guys had gotten movies, Debbie Does Dallas, Sally Does San Francisco, yeah. and all these just rude porno shows. And they'd just be happy campers and just watch their stuff. And Wait, they would okay, watch it together? I watched some. They'd be like, we're going to have movie night. It's going to be yeah. a Deep Throat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or well, you can't, yeah, there's only one VCR. You can't. There's only one TV. You, you can't be just. They have, a, they have a reservation calendar schedule. Like, okay, Bill's got it from 1015 to 1020. He only needs that much time. Oh, God, it's just so gross. But anyway, the guys were entertained, and then they quit hitting on us. So, (laughs) of course, I was a lesbian, so I didn't get hit on that much. And I'll never take IOUs again. (laughs) (laughs) Not lonely out there. I can only imagine these. I like, and so next time anyone eats shrimp, think about just some like dudes. Fucking just oh. rock hard boners watching Debbie does Dallas it's oh, oh, in oh. the galley. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't get that up and close and personal. So it's the only man that was in Peg's life was was Captain Captain yes. Crunch. Yes, you Captain had a man. Crunch. His name was Captain Crunch. Man, well, I did. Interesting enough, when I went to shrimp processing, I lost my stateroom because uh, the cook is quite up there on the ladder. Right? Oh, so I had to go into the animal house. And oh, that was no. a eight man stateroom, and I was the only woman. Oh, that does and not I sound tell fun. You what went on at night, and when I get up in the morning, I couldn't even look at the stalag tights that were going <laughs> off of the ceiling. It was just, I mean, you guys are guys, and you know, I understood that. But uh, then I gradually moved up to the uh, four man stateroom. So, <laughs> guys, there's something else. How did you oh. get out of the eight man and into the four man? Did you have to? You're like, look, I can't, I can't take this. These, I, these people are animals. Yeah. Well, the, I was uh, Skip's best friend. I was his entertainment nice. at the dinner table. So okay. I, about a week went by. I said, you know, Skip, I think I'll be just eating my meals out on the deck, <laughs> you know, and whatnot. And so uh, he got me into the foreman and we had a lot of fun together. It was a good time. Good time. But I tell you, you learn to get along with other people because if you don't get along with one person out of, you know, 18 people, it can make life really miserable for you. Oh, yeah. So because you're in such close quarters that it's even not getting along with one person is just makes it hell. This one gal and I just did not oil, oil and water. And finally, we just sat down because she was really very forceful and very in your face and very determined and very, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just kind of, ah, well, you know, <laughs> you know, and she hated that, right? And so we sat down and talked it out and, you know, we got to get along. So what is it going to take? And I said, well, you need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but just hang out with the boys. Go watch the porn. Shut up. Yeah, just go off with the boys. So anyway, so we managed to get along and 
And like I said, I did that for two years. We get back into port and have time off for a month to repair traps. And you'd spend all your money because it was a good living. So I had to go back out again. It was just a vicious cycle. I'd mm -hmm. be heading out going, what the hell am I doing on this damn boat again? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the, the last trip, we actually filmed for National Geographic. Oh, really? Quite exciting. Yep. On the island of Kauai, they came to film because Skipper was one of the first really big industries to try doing shrimp fishing because it's so far down that lines just twine around these pinnacles, you know, these rocks. And so we were forever losing traps and, you know, and uh, so it was okay. really interesting and we were taking off and I went down below deck to batten down the hatches and one of the uh, sideboards to um, the area where we stored the shrimp uh, fell over on my foot. Oh, and it shit. was so bad. The thing weighs about 100 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. So I come up and I'm crying and I get to the galley and the crew is there and I prop my, you know, my bare foot up on the table and I just couldn't even look at it. And they're going, what happened? And I said, oh, Skip popped the wheelie and took off and this board fell on my foot. And they're going, oh my God, look at the damage to that foot. And you know how it is. It's just catchy when people start freaking out, right? And I'm just going, oh my God, oh my God. Skipper comes down and he goes, what the hell's going on? And I said, oh, you popped the wheelie and that board fell on my foot. And he goes, everybody get out of the way, out of the way. And he looks at my foot and he goes, damn girl, you broke all your toes. And he said, put your other foot up there and let's see how bad it is. So I put my other foot up there and they looked exactly the same. I got some ugly feet. <laughs> <laughs> Story, true story. <laughs> I had my mother's feet. They got a hook like this, and I just walk on the tops of my toes. So, anyway, so I gave up the fishing boat gig, and uh, the only thing I could find on land was bartending on a catamaran boat for uh, going out to Diamond Head. And the Japanese tourists, bless their little hearts, they just didn't know it was coming. They just got so sick. <laughs> you know they line up on the rail this one time there's like 15 of them little japanese tourists are just the kindest people i love the culture don't get me started and this one what she's just at the head and you know she's at the uh, bow of the boat and of course the wind's blowing this way they're all lined up on the rail and she <laughs> down the entire line <laughs> and she would say, and that's, that's pretty much a close proximity of, I got to throw up again. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. Was just, and everybody just got so incredibly sick because they just overdrank. So. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Okay. Oh, that's... Well, I just have, if you have time for one more uh, story. Got... About oh, yeah. 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 I, uh, my girlfriend at this time always turned me on to di different jobs and always led me in a good way. And uh, there was an ad in the paper for an MC for a karaoke company. Yes. Uh, I call it karaoke. Mm -hmm. It's actually, you know, when people get up and sing karaoke. karaoke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a uh, karaoke. Actually, the R's are pronounced D. <laughs> Remember Donald McDonald? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Donald yeah. McDonald. <laughs> it means empty orchestra. So she said, they're looking for an MC. I think she said, you, you should apply for it. And so I called, got an audition. And uh, my everybody's mode of transportation was biking, you know, on the island or the bus, because having a car was just too expensive and you couldn't even find parking. So I said, well, is it all right if I bike? And they said, oh, absolutely. So I got my black biking shorts on and I biked to the place. 
and I stop into the bathroom and I could not believe it because, you know, the big pads with the biking shorts, right? Well, I had gotten my monthly. Uh-oh. And it was big time. And I thought, okay, this is okay though. So I cleaned myself up as best I could and then went up to the fourth floor. The guy greets me at the door. We go walking into another room and he goes, okay, well, I'm going to set up the karaoke system. Why don't you have a seat? And he points to a white leather couch. I don't know. This probably isn't a story for guys. No, no, this is hilarious. You want to have such a great story. Keep going. What can you say? And the only thing I could come up with was, oh, well, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to stand because I didn't clean out of my bike and I, you know, ended up falling and hurting myself. And that seemed to satisfy him. And uh, I was impressed the fact that he knew cleaning out. So <laughs> when it comes to biking. So, anyway, so funny. So that is a few of my 38 jobs that I have held. And then we moved back to the mainland because I did do karaoke um, at the Hilton and other hotels there i did open mics at the honolulu comedy club that's where i got my start oh really that's and, uh, way cooler yep. than oh oh it was awesome i mean always a full house it was great fun and then my girlfriend who was born and raised on the island uh because we were always coming back to minnesota because i have such a big family she goes you know there are people coming from the mainland that i have never seen this before and it was karaoke because it, we it was so matter of fact for us and so we came to Minnesota in 1991, and our company was the first one in Minnesota to start doing it. And we started selling wholesale too, because we knew we were going to create competition. So why not make money at it? And we did that for nine years. Dang. So I got That's a awesome. front MC. Uh, I did a lot of MCing, and then we had two other MCs and units. And there's not a honky tonk in Minnesota, honky tonk in Minnesota that I haven't performed at. <laughs> So next time you hear someone butchering, my heart will go on. You can blame Peg Miller. That was all her. That was just that <laughs> next uh, time. But I could not hear the rose. I had to tell people the rose was scratched. <laughs> Listen to that song again for the life of me. Just drove me mad. So, yeah, it was fun, though. You know what the greatest thing about it was is to watch how people grew you know, some people that didn't have any creds in life or didn't think they did or maybe wasn't good looking. We had a number of people and they would get up and just have a beautiful voice and then how they would become popular and how people would go out of their way to, you know, I mean, it's just the confidence that they they gained and the growth. And that was just so rewarding. But one of the problems came as we did this as years went by people started to realize that, hey, I sound a lot better if I don't drink. Oh. And so people aren't drinking in the bars. So the managers are coming up to my girlfriend who was the manager and I was the front man. And they're going, people aren't drinking. And Mary goes, well, let's do this. Let's charge $5 a head. And, you know, that's just the new rule. So actually, I think we were the first ones to instigate that, you know, at the time. So nice that's anyway. hilarious because like so these people that weren't attractive but had these beautiful voices these oh, yeah. susan boyles right? <laughs> Good and, reference, and, thank you and, and now their appearance would change i'll never forget hazel bless her little heart you know just nothing really to look at but just a heart of gold and she started doing her hair up and dressing nicer and people would compliment her and it was, mm. it was a lot of fun we did it for 10 years 
Nice. Well, the thing that the 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 it was okay. So the these these Susan Boyles were not drinking now, but then then they because they because nobody was drinking, nobody was looking more attractive with the booze glasses. What the beer glasses? No, the performers. Yes. The performers weren't drink, drinking, Joe. The audience members were still drinking. Oh, okay, good. All right. So all of a sudden, nice their friends to drink, but the professional karaoke people that were taking it very okay. We ran contests and get, gave away T-shirts and, you know, it was just like I was going to say this, like, that's when Susan Boyle turns into Vanessa Williams. And, <laughs> oh, that, that <laughs> sing. oh, that beautiful voice coming out of her. Yep. Mm-hmm. There was one job that you're talking to me before the, we started the show. I'm, I, I want to go back to I was back in Hawaii because this is just wild to me. So mm-hmm. I, I, I and I think Joe is going to be floored by this. So, so 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 if you would if you don't mind talking about that one. Which one was that? I forget. Uh, the 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 uh, it was uh, at a place uh, the Denny's job. Oh yeah, um, I was a bartender at a Denny's restaurant just on Kalakaua Avenue, right on the shoreline. Big horseshoe bar, and yes. people would come and go. Man, I've never seen a bar here at Denny's before. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, and it didn't matter whether the drinks tasted good or not, as long as it had a piece of pineapple and an umbrella in it, you were good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it is- go, you know, I'd go surfing just right outside before my shift. They called me Pipeline Peggy, PP <laughs> to my friends, and uh, then I just go to Danny's, just wash up in the ladies' room, get the, you know, and they have the outdoor shower, so you get all the salt off and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just get into my garb and just poetry in motion in that big, you know, horseshoe bar. It was just, it was, it was a lot of fun. People and were then there. You, and then you oh, slept in the booths, I assume, funny. overnight? Is that, is that, <laughs> no, I had a home by then. Yeah. Actually, you didn't, was, you didn't uh, wash the, the, the ocean off? You just, you were like, uh, hey, Margarita, do you want salt? Like it's like right in your hair. <laughs> we had a home, we had an apartment right on Kalakaua Avenue, and it was called the Windsurfer. And a quarter of our bed was in the closet. Um, <laughs> we had a hot plate, we didn't have a kitchen at all. We used the little bathroom sink and cook there. But no matter how small your place is, it always has a lanai. Uh, what is it? A, a porch. Ah, a porch. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Always, no matter how small it is, you got to have a lanai. Even though it's the size of a postage stamp, everybody had a lanai. So, nice. yeah, places yeah, were wh- small. It was. Where expensive. else are you supposed to smoke your paca loco? <laughs> I know paca loco. Paca loco. I'm going to get this. We're going to talk about this at lunch. Maybe we'll have to have a hit beforehand. Oh, definitely. I know a guy. He's my he's my Pacalolo guy. Uh, you don't have a Pacalolo guy. <laughs> you gotta have a Pacalolo guy. <laughs> Just kind of rolls off your. It tongue. totally rolls off the tongue. I'm totally. I'm never saying marijuana again. Exactly. I have to say though, like a Denny's with a bar, man. That's the place you can get moon uh, mooned over my hamdies. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, is that like an option? <laughs> like when you're starting a Denny's franchise, they're like, would you like the regular Denny's or do you want the uh, the Denny's with a big horseshoe bar. We're going to call it Denny's Plus. It was a liquor licensing in Hawaii. I think they gave him a little bit more leeway. Mm. Okay. Of course. Hawaii (laughs) is just a little more chill, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, going from one liberal state to another was right up my cup of tea. It was a lovely place. (laughs) You just had to buy coats. Uh, (laughs) You have to buy coats. Nope. Yeah, when you came here, though. 
that's, oh, you're like, oh shit, we got to buy some, I need, was, I need long johns. Shorts and tanks, shorts and tanks. Yeah, it was, it was a great place. Why would you ever leave the, the paradise? Uh, it was small. I really, there was a lot of things that I wanted to do. You know, I'd gotten oh, into yeah. improv, I'd gone to college and uh, uh, did some drama and just wanted to get more into the performing arts. So hey, you wanted to start jumping out of aerial planes. Yeah, but to say that. I did a lot of fun stuff to be had, but yeah, I mean, we went back. We go back about once every couple of years. Not a lot of friends still there, but we usually just hang out in Kauai. That sounds That's, delightful. You hit put, the Danny's bar. Not there anymore. Not there oh. anymore. I mean, all along Kalakau Avenue, it's Gucci and all of these. I mean, the the loveliness of Oahu is gone. So we just immediately go to Kauai, where it's okay. that old, old Hawaii again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there it's like go. Hawaii's Brooklyn. Travel tip: go <laughs> don't go don't go to Honolulu. Go to Kauai. Don't go to Oahu. Nope. Yeah. Unless you oh, really just hilarious. want to go Gucci shopping. Yeah, next time you guys go down, I'll join you. Okay. Yeah. I wonder why a condo on the Big Island. The Big Island's kind of fun. I've never <laughs> been. The Cocosellos, yeah. the, the Cocosellos do not travel very, very much. Like yeah. it's. Yeah. Well, it it's not, I was the only uh, member of my family that really ever did any international travel mm -hmm. um, or anything. I've got a Kevin story uh, when I went to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. It's not a Karen story. It's a Kevin. Wait, you we'll met, take, we'll take it. There we'll was take a, it. a Mount Kevin. There was a no. Kevin story on the mountain. Yeah, well, I Kevin, went to Kyle. We call him Kevin's, Kyle's, uh, Chad's, uh, Kieran's. We like we like to call him Kieran's. Kieran's for male. Kieran. For Kieran. yeah, for male male Karens. Kieran's. Oh sure, yeah. If they're Irish, you if know. They're Irish. <laughs> if they're Irish. I'm Irish, you know. My mom was Irish. My dad was uh, is was Norwegian. I like to speak to your manager. I got a manager now. <laughs> you call this service? <laughs> I've got a great joke with an Irish, Irish dialect. You want to hear it real sure, quick? Yes. Okay. So uh, this newcomer comes into the pub in Ireland and he sits down in the bar and the bartender goes, oh, what can I get you today? And he goes, oh, I'd like three tap beers, please. And the bartender says, well, okay. And he pours the three tap beers and the guy proceeds to drink all three of them. And he does this for a couple of weeks. He becomes known around town. And he comes in, he goes, oh, I'll be having my three beers. And the bartender goes, oh, you know, if I just pour them one at a time, then they won't get so warm. And, and he says, oh, no, it's just I've got two brothers. One's out on the high seas fishing and the other one is in the Amazon. And we said that every time that we're going to go have beers, we have to order three beers so we can all drink together. And the bartender goes, oh, that's so lovely. So this goes on for a while. And then he comes in and he only orders two beers. And he does this for about a week. And everybody is so upset going, oh my God, which brother died? The guy comes back into the bar and they've got these, I'm so sorry for your loss balloons and things. And the guy goes, oh, I'll be having me two beers now. And the bartender goes, oh, we've been, you know, not wanting to ask, but did something happen to one of your brothers? And he goes, oh no, I just stopped drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about this 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 kieran kyle story from the uh, uh i gotta hear this mount kilimanjaro yeah um yeah it was i went to climb mount kilimanjaro with two friends of mine got about 10 years ago and um i got terribly sick at fourteen thousand feet and so i couldn't summit my best friend stayed with me and took care of me and you know it's all about summiting the mountain right right 
And so we went and did a safari and blah, blah, blah. But I was pretty upset. I, I didn't summit. You know, I'm a personal trainer. I got some creds, you know, to look out for. And so, and then it was, I had a goal. And so we came back. I was disappointed, made arrangements just, and hooked up with some um, guys from the UK on their team and uh, went back to uh, Arusha to climb Kilimanjaro again. And so small little hotel and I'm sitting in the bar restaurant and there were these five young white boys and they started getting a little rowdy. Um, uh, Jeffrey, who was behind the bar was trying to keep up with everything. And they were just your typical arrogant, privileged white boys and they had no problem rubbing his nose in it. The biggest thing about going, especially to Africa, yeah. is people are always looking for, for people to sponsor them to come mm -hmm. to the United States, because mm -hmm. this is the primo. This is the second time I'd been in Africa, so I kind of got, you know, what was going on. And they were really not very nice at all, um, but payback's kind of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> so they uh, were obnoxious, rude, and... Um, they were talking about climbing the next day, which I was going to too. And I just asked him, I said, well, this is my second time climbing. Are you guys going to take Diamox? And they said, ah, oh, Diamox, that's for pussies. Now, Diamox is something that you take that aids in the absorption of oxygen. Of oxygen. Like that. Right, yeah. Okay? Um, I didn't take it, Don and I didn't take it because the guy didn't feel that we needed it. Our other friend took it and she summited. So it really helps a lot, right? Okay. For altitude sickness. And so, oh no, that's for pussies. I said, trust me, take it from a woman. This is the second time. I'm already down 10 grand. <laughs> take it from me, you know, if you can. And, you know, you could just go to the local you know, pharmacy and get this. You didn't need a prescription in Africa. I got one on the mainland before I left because you have to start taking it before. Anyway, they're blah, 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 not going to. And I'm going, okay, well, that's as far as I'm going to go with you, rude son of a guns. And so did the climb, came back down. I summited, which was great fun. It was so funny because <laughs> the two Brits that I went up with <laughs> were at the top Mount Kilimanjaro and there's a big sign saying, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro and whatnot, and you're oxygen deprived. So you're just not thinking well at <laughs> all. And I'm laughing because they're trying to get these batteries in their camera. So, <laughs> and they're laughing and I'm just laughing at them. They're so stupid. You're so silly. And then I found myself sitting on a rock trying to figure out what rocks I wanted to take down with me. And they were all the same. <laughs> so I got down, ran into the guys that night and uh, none of them were able to summit. Huh. All five of them got sick. Huh. Yeah. Oh, that would have been even funnier if you passed them on the way down. <laughs> like they're just like yeah, puking no, on the side of a, they're like the Japanese people on that boat that you were on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's interesting uh, because you don't descend the same way you come up. Ah, okay. It actually only takes three hours for you to descend on the opposite side. Oh um, shit! Why don't why don't I'm gonna climb that side? No, it, you can't because it has scree about a foot and a foot and a half deep of just what? gravel. Oh, oh, that's what scree. I, I, I thought scree was uh, just the heads of shrimps. I thought I, <laughs> I thought scree was that guy from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yeah. so, scree is the stuff that you suck out of the shrimps head. 
No. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I heard they make the milk Japanese with that love the way down to Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, man. Oh, they just fly up there and down. It's funny. The guys are just amazing. They, they're in flip-flops. <laughs> but, you know, just one quick little excerpt from the thing. When you climb Mount Kilimanjaro, there's one area on the fourth day that's called the Kissing Rock. And it, it is an area where it's about 12 feet long. It's a ledge. It's a cliff. There's about a 2,000-foot drop. And the ledge is only about a foot wide. And they call it the kissing rock because you have nothing to hold on to as you shuffle along this thing, this ledge to get oh, the guy to keep climbing. Mm -hmm. oh. Right. <laughs> and so very precarious. And actually the first time we went on that and looked back down, you could see the people ready to traverse up to this ledge and you could see them shaking their heads going, no fucking way. Yeah. That's the part <laughs> that I would stop on. I'm like, yep. Yeah. 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 And so I'm going to CGI myself in your picture. Oh God. It was so <laughs> scary. But when I went the second time, I had totally forgotten about this, you know, this the kissing rock walk again. Right. Which, which when you mentioned the kissing walk, I like uh, the kissing rock. I thought it was like the African Blarney stone. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but a lot of breasts have maneuvered through there. <laughs> I just envisioned that while I was walking across. Right. <laughs> But the second time that I went, it had gotten a lot colder. Mm -hmm. And at night, you know, guys would just, you know, the wee wee goes out the door and they just do their thing. Right. Me, I had a little porta potty that they would set up, but it was brutally cold at night. And, you, you know, you're on cliffs a lot of the time. And I, I wasn't able to sleep because the Diamox is a diuretic and it makes you have to pee all the time. So oh, I Jesus. get up in the middle of the night and go out and pee. Finally, I'm just peeing in the little aft thing of my, you know, of my tent. I'm just going to <laughs> screw it. But I knew I had to sleep. You're just sticking night. your butt out of the tent hole. <laughs> no, but you had a little, um, you know, cut off. What do you call that little additional foyer? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, and then you zip into your tent. Yeah. Hey, you're just trying to survive, right? Oh, yeah. These aren't the tents water. that you're going in a backyard with, Joe. These aren't like the, we're going to go camp on the lake in Minnesota. This is a Coleman. Yeah. Hey, I'll drop my pants anywhere. I don't yeah, seriously, it, I, if, I, if, I was on the, if I was on the mountain. Oh, that I, sounded awful, didn't it? I would have been shitting in my foyer. I would have been shitting all over that foyer. So I had one Ambien that I was going to save for my trip home because of the long, you know, plane ride. And I thought, okay, I have to take this Ambien tonight. I have to sleep because I haven't been getting any sleep because I've got the kissing wall to deal with again tomorrow. Well, we're right on a cliff. I am not, my tent is not 10 feet. It's about 10 feet from a cliff. And I'm going, <laughs> if I start walking in my sleep tonight, I'm dead. Oh, That's right. You have to like tie yourself down. Yeah, well, there wasn't anything I could do. It was just, you know, I ended up sleeping got across the kissing wall, got all the way up to the summit and all was good. And the boys didn't summit. I told them payback's a bitch and life was good. You know, all that happened on the Ambien is you just wrote a lot of really bad tweets instead. And your <laughs> show on ABC got canceled. But beyond that, no negative side effects at all. You had your Sherpa take your luggage lock from your from your bag and lock you into your tent. Oh God! <laughs> well, I had peed so much through there. I think I just didn't want to walk through it anymore. Fair enough. <laughs> Oh, God, people are going to listen to this, aren't they? Eh, oh. A few of them. We have, yeah, but this, we have, this we have, is, I we have mean, tens of listeners, Peg. Tens. Yeah. These are beautiful stories. I know. If they don't, that's their loss. Pakalolo and Captain Crunch on a shrimping vessel in Hawaii. Like, yeah. it's. There's too much. I can't keep up with it. This is amazing. 
I've got a dry voice. That's okay. So <laughs> it's appropriate. So, it's appropriate that you brought up the uh, Kevin's, if you will, because on this podcast, uh, we don't just talk about the jobs. No, we don't just talk no, no. about the, the frame. We also yep. battle the scourge that is known as Karen's or Kevin's yes. or wherever you because we you could be a Karen and be a male or, or female or anything yep. or any anything. You can still you can still have that behavior. But we always like to ask our guests before we go into our next segment, Peg Miller, how would you define a Karen? Um, entitled white bitch. Okay. Short and sweet. I, mean, I love I, it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, that seems a little harsh, but I did have a Karen episode, and it was not too long ago, and I was talking with my best friend whether to tell this story or not, because I don't want you to think that I'm a nice, a nice person, but this is the only <laughs> way I could come up. So I had gone to Jiffy Lube to get my oil changed, you know, a little strip mall right there mm, in yeah. Apple Valley, right? And I'm coming out of there, and I'm, you know, passing by the storefronts, and all of a sudden, this homeless man is... He waddles out and stands in front of my car and he starts talking to me as he's coming to the passenger side of the car. And in the meantime, in my peripheral vision, I see this huge white SUV started to back out of a parking spot, aiming right from the passenger side of my door. Huh. So this guy's asking me something. She's this person is backing up and I start laying on my horn, laying on my <laughs> horn. And it keeps backing up. I'm going, what about a rear view cam you know, camera? <laughs> beautiful Mercedes, right? And so honk, 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 a foot away from my car, and it stops. And it pulls forward. I turn to the guy. I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my heart's just racing, right? Yeah, right. Accidents. And he goes, well, I, I've got some, uh, some shoes on order here over at Red Wing Shoes right over there. Would you buy them for me? And I said, well, let me pull into this stall, and, and we'll talk about it. I pull into the stall, which is right next to what I learned was Karen and she's on her freaking phone. And that's why she didn't see me. And she turns around, she goes, what the hell do you think you're doing stopping behind me when I'm trying to back out? And I start, well, you're on your phone and this guy's going, would you buy me some shoes? <laughs> I, said, I would love to buy you some shoes. So we get out, we walk into Red Wing. I, I introduced myself. I said, well, my name is Peggy. And he goes, well, my name is Arthur. And he goes, and I could really use some shoes. And he was very apparently homeless, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, the guy behind the counter who I introduced myself to everybody, his name is Tim. I said, does, does Arthur have some shoes on hold here? Well, no. And Arthur walks up and he goes, well, could, could you buy me these shoes? And I look at him. I go, Arthur, they're $234. <laughs> you couldn't think of them a little, little cheaper. Yeah, well, I've never been in a Red Wing shoes. I only, this is for Karen Pickery, go to Schuler Shoes. <laughs> the only Karen we truly endorse on this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, so I thought, sure, why not? Because I looked down at his shoes and they were duct tape. They were scruffy. They might have been tennis shoes. And I thought, okay, my good deed for the day. And so Tim. That's a really good deed. And they're, and they're shoes that have like a bazillion laces, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and so Arthur sits down. Tim says, well, he needs, you know, new socks in order to try on the shoes. And Arthur says, can I have three? And I said, hey, in for a pound, you know? <laughs> we get the socks. Tim takes one foot. I take the other. We, request, we requested that Arthur take his own socks off. 
And uh, so we're pulling on his socks and the same woman comes walking in the store and she goes, could I get some service, please? Oh my God, and fuck this lady. And says, well, it'll just be a moment, ma'am. And she goes, well, I don't have a moment. And she's still got the phone in her hand and she's kind of waving it around, right? And, you know, to her credit, she was devastatingly beautiful, but I put that in the back of my mind. <laughs> attractive woman. And uh, so anyway, so we're, we got the socks off, got the socks on, and we're trying to lace up her. She goes and picks out a shoe and comes over and drops it on the floor right in front of Tim. Jesus. I would like to try these on. And we just continued what we were doing. And for the weirdest reason, a police officer came in then. <laughs> and I, I don't know if she had been throwing up a stink, you know, outside with the other shops or whatever. But, you know, it wasn't Arthur because he was harmless. He goes, is there any problem there? And both Tim and I and Arthur just looked at Karen. <laughs> and, and she just, you know, she was just very haughty and then just kind of humped. You know, when was the last time you heard a humph? Oh, yeah. You know, just walked out of the store. So anyway, so that's that's my Karen story. What was really cute, because obviously this is Arthur's hood, right? We He walked out with me in his new shoes mm -hmm. and he couldn't take his eyes off of them. And he's walking and there was about four people and I got the impression they were all store uh employees you know it was a beautiful day and whatnot they started applauding his shoes oh adorable it was so cute yeah i you know and then they looked at me and started applauding i couldn't get i couldn't get out of there fast enough <laughs> oh, i'm out of here i'm out of here because all the employees are like hey um i also need a new pair yes, of shoes yes. uh well, and then a friend of mine asked well how do you know he didn't return them and i said i don't care i don't want to hear it i don't care he's got the money that's fine so Good. anyway that's my karen story I, I love that story. And fuck that, Karen. I'm right. glad she didn't get any service. But you know, well, I, I was telling a friend of mine that I don't have a lot of Karen stories, you know, restaurant or whatever, because I, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of times it doesn't excuse their behavior, but we don't know what's going in that in that person's world at that time. It could just mm -hmm. be that that one second, that one 15 minutes, and otherwise maybe they're the kindest person in the world. So I just always pay, um, play devil's advocate and just give people the benefit of the doubt. Well, in this uh, podcast, we don't. Yeah, yeah. We, we advocate punching <laughs> nope. Karens and Keiths. Karen. uh, Karens especially. I'm, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad I keyed her car then on my way out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, each and every week. You did two, two good deeds that day. Yeah, I did, yeah. Can't see it. it was a white car. Each and every week, we look at different um, Yelp reviews, Google reviews, Facebook reviews, tweets, sometimes handwritten notes. And it's a segment we call the Karen of the Week. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, Karen. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. I'm your boss. Each and every week, a uh, fellow contributor to the podcast, uh, Third Mike, and generally saint of a person because she has to reenact these, Rebecca Wilson dramatically reenacts one of these uh, Karen uh, uh, findings. 
Uh, and here is Rebecca with the Karen of the Week. Uh, this Karen of the Week is actually a message to Buffalo Wild Wings. It was Ooh. a Kevin who had a suggestion for them. Yo, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been a faithful customer for years. I even burnt my tongue on them blazing wings. I seen a roach one time. Ain't did it make a big deal. I got y'all's back. I'm just asking for one favor. Can y'all please hire some BBWs? I'm talking thick, juicy women. We need to see some thighs rubbing. Ain't nothing better than watching a fight or football game and a juicy woman walk by with a dump truck on her back. Thick in the hips means thick in the tips. Round in the rear, no choice but to buy more beer. Looking forward to hearing from y'all soon. It doesn't have to be at all your restaurants, but I think we should start in Gastonia, North Carolina. Wow. Okay, Just wow. Mm. Yeah, you lost me at tits. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, what restaurant was this? It's for Buffalo Wild Wings. They're trying to get Buffalo Wild Wings to start hiring thick, thick ladies so that this, like man the- can, this man can enjoy it. And don't get me wrong. Lizzo told us we're supposed to love our bodies, and I, I am about that, and I, I, I uh, am of the preference. So I do like a thicker lady. That is just that is that is that is my taste. If you, and will. I think from a marketing standpoint, this is a genius idea because it could be BBW because, <laughs> Buffalo yeah, Wild Wings. Yeah, look, check it out. Them thighs rubbing together, like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Our thighs rub together. Mm. See, I <laughs> get it. But at the same time, as someone who's been in this industry for over long, way fuck, almost 30 years at this point in my life, we don't exist for you to fucking eye-fuck us. Yes, agreed. Because like, you turn Buffalo Wild Wings into a thick and juicy uh, like Hooters. It's called Booters. It's called Booters. Booters, Booters. <laughs> oh, but I just, I it, it makes me kind of just angry because, like, again, we don't exist... We're here to bring no you food. One exi- no one exists to be eye fucked. Like mm-hmm. is is just it like uh, to be put into a position of being paid because you look good or have attributes, and yeah, I you're preaching to the choir. I, I mean, I, but seriously, I wouldn't go to a titty bar if it was fucking ugly chicks. Oh, oh. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I like I like like the, I, uh, I, no. I'm just. Yeah, but that's, you, not, like that, that's not Buffalo Wild Wings, right? I'll go there and be their friend, but I'm not getting buying any lap dances. Oh, isn't that a kid's restaurant, too? I don't think I've ever been in one. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a, just a chain restaurant that serves OK wings. And they, it's a generic person's bar. Yeah, it's yeah. it's where people go to watch like MMA fights, mm. which is insane. Yeah, I don't yeah. go to restaurants, really, so I don't know. Yeah, you didn't eat uh, when you uh, hit in Mount Kilimanjaro. You didn't eat at uh, like African fast food restaurants. I would say outdoor dining has kind of waned in its excitement for me in the last 10 years. It's just, you know, I, I'm a really healthy eater and I question a lot of things. I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat anything with eyelashes. So mm-hmm. the menu is just kind of restrictive. And, uh, you know, well, that's going to really throw a crimp in our lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I eat a lot of salads. 
man, when you got a leak in your water bed, bed back in the day, oh God, trying to find that damn thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, rowdy, rowdy sex with sharp objects. Just doesn't oh, work. I know. I like it's, you just <laughs> wake up and you're just, yeah, it's, you're like, oh my gosh, I got my period and it's extremely heavy. <laughs> It's a really heavy flow. No, your waterbed broke. You're never going to let me forget that, are you? Well, it was the white sheets. The white couch was the, <laughs> the white leather couch. Have a seat. Uh, I'm good. Um, much like uh, popping a hole in a waterbed, sometimes we have to ask ourselves, gee, why did it fail? Why did it fail? Why would it fail? Everything was squared away. Everything was squared away. I had my plan written down. I had my plan written down. I thought I was here to stay. I thought I was here to stay. Now Now I have to figure out why. Gee, why did it fail? Uh, Peg, each and every week, we look at different restaurant chains, uh, different menu items, and a a lot of the time lately, let's face it, commercials oh yeah and uh, a lot of them uh have been bill cosby doing the what coca-cola commercials the new mm-hmm. coke commercials so it's and, really creepy and yeah and because again uh, anyone who's uh, anyone who follows the pod should know that we love beating a dead horse oh yeah and well, also sir, that horse is dead <laughs> oh, I, it's... I have to admit though i i i don't watch tv so oh, i don't know anything is... about commercials. it's okay you're gonna, like we're, commercials from we're the gonna 80s. watch we're gonna watch together because again on this week of G, why did it fail? The gold mine that was the early 80s and new coke. Oh, we're still on new coke? Still on new coke. <laughs> um they made a lot of commercials with uh, one William Cosby. And in hindsight, we kind of have I'm to surprised that Pepsi isn't circulating these commercials around. <laughs> right? Like, do you see who they worked with? Yes. Um so this is another uh, this actually might this might just actually be a regular Coca-Cola. Oh, no, I think it's New Coke. Um, he did a lot of commercials for them. And when you it's listen just to a them, black background, they're always the same. Yeah. It's black background. Mm-hmm. He's got some dumb shirt on and yep. like it's and, and he's just screaming at the camera about not screaming, just like just get, very animated. He's just animated. Cosby animated mm-hmm. about how you should you need to try this fucking coke. The taste, the taste. Oh, it's got all oh, the taste. It, it's it's terrible. Well, so here's this week's uh, Bill Cosby. Gee, why did it fail? Ready to drink Coca-Cola. Yeah, whenever you pour a Coca-Cola into a glass right then and there, it's ready to drink. Really, unless you want to make it as sweet as, say, Pepsi. If you did, then you'd have to add some sweetener. You'd have to spoon it. You'd have to stir it up, then drink it, because Pepsi's sweeter. See, that's the beauty of Coke. The only thing you have to do to make a perfect Coca-Cola is Pour it. Maybe add some ice. Ready to drink Coca-Cola now. Coke is in. Well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's, yep, so, yep. Uh, wait, if you want Pepsi, you take Coca-Cola and add sugar? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to stir it. And you stir it. I'm and also the dumbest with a stupid purple vest. <laughs> the thing about it that makes me laugh is he's just talking about adding something to a beverage that wasn't necessarily part of it to begin with. That's this concerning. Yeah. Th- th- what was the what was the, the, the big takeaway here? Coca-Cola. It's ready to drink. Yeah. Ready to drink. Yeah. Was there, were there beverages in the mid early to mid 80s where like you open it, but that's not ready. No. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. It's a whole kit. Oh, you, you want to make a sunny? 
Yeah, you want to make a fucking Sunny D? Here's a Sunny D kit. For the love of God. It's stupid purple. Like, did they even have scripts for these? No, I think they this just was, say, this was Bill, off. Here's a Coke. To do the Bill Cosby out. thing. Just do your thing. Just uh, you're going to fumble. You're going to point, but you're going to do it in a weird way with your hands instead of actually just, you know, actually point. for the listeners. He's literally doing the thing where you're kind of pointing with your hands, but it's not. It's very general. He's doing hand work, but it's it's even it's just. And again, the whole like I'm going to add something to this beverage. Coke is it. Coke is it. Um, also, it's just Coke the, is it. the other part this of it. Is that, a dumb slogan. Yeah, that too. But the part that bothers me the most about it, too, is like who who didn't know that when you open the fucking can, it was ready to drink. It was ready to drink. Unlike Pepsi, if because if you want Pepsi, you have to take Coca-Cola and, and add some sweeteners and then and you yeah. got to stir it. Yeah. Well, if you buy a Pepsi, but you want a Coke, you got to figure out how to get the sugar. out. <laughs> I mean, you got to unsweeten it. You got to like sit it yeah. out in the fucking sun like yeah. a. Water. Turn it into a raisin. Yeah. Get its sun oh, to it. <laughs> Put it in yeah, a jug with some like water. a grape turning into a raisin. I said prune turning into a raisin, but I meant grape turning into a raisin. But you know what I meant. Yeah, we know what you meant. And it worked. My. <laughs> uh, uh, oh God, I hate Bill Cosby so much. Mm-hmm. I used to like him as a kid, and then yeah, you know, I, was, I, I found him. out about all the raping. Uh, man, I tell you, keep it in your pants. Right. No, no, just consensual. Yeah. Consensual sex is so awesome. Yeah. It's like the coolest thing in the world. And I don't understand why people need to fucking do all this shit. Be more interesting, Bill. Yeah. Well, I think it's less of a fucking weirdo, power. Cosby. Yeah, it's a power thing. Right. Anyway, we could talk for hours about that. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a this is this has been a this has been a fun journey. This 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 episode's been great. Uh the God. Uh, but I think it's time we 86 the podcast. Yeah, because if we're going to talk about something, because, I like I want to. I wanted to talk about more about Mount Kilimanjaro and not about yeah. fucking stupid Bill Cosby and his power yeah. trips. But uh, this was delightful. You should have a we... shrimp boat. <laughs> and I'm so sorry, Matt, because you were worried that you you know you'd have to pull stuff out of me, and I know you had to keep pulling and pulling and pulling, you know, to get me to talk. So I hope it wasn't too exhausting. It was very. It was. It was <laughs> you were the most difficult guest we've ever had. I don't. I, <laughs> He's going to have to do we so go, much though. editing to make this work. Yes, right? <laughs> Before we go, Peg, uh, there's one last segment on the podcast. This one doesn't have a theme song, uh, but it's uh, It's an important uh, segment nonetheless. It's called Human Yelp Reviews. That's for you, Peg Miller. You get to review the podcast. Uh, we prefer out of a five-star metric, but you can use as many stars as you like. Um, you can review us either individually or the show as a whole, and whenever you're ready. How do I do that? Exactly. Like you're making a Yelp review. Just, oh, just Yelp, okay. Yelp review us. Oh, entertainment value, 10 <laughs> stars. Hosts, 15 stars. Yes. I'm going to give uh, Nathan seven because he's just as cute as a little button. Yes. <laughs> and he's having difficulties. He's having um, butt problems. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Not anymore. Performance. Yeah. He we had got butt that problems. worked out a couple of years ago. So he's still following my direction. Um, no, I, I've listened to some of your podcasts. They're entertaining. They're fun. You guys do an amazing job. So if I literally get to go somewhere and and give a Yelp review physically, I would do that. But otherwise, kudos. Uh, Very well run. A lot of fun. There's Apple podcasts. There's uh, there's iTunes. There's uh, there's uh, Spotify. Spotify. You can rate us on all of these things. Uh, (laughs) That's 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 for the the listeners, listeners though. Oh, um, okay. They should be rating us. Rate us, please. Yeah, rate, rate us. It. 
five stars. Need to know how you feel. It'll also get us higher on the metric. Yes. You, you haven't said anything about me interrupting all the time. You haven't <laughs> Of course, I haven't said anything about you interrupting me. You know, Joe's on this podcast, right? Yes. It's, I get the. I take the heat. Don't worry, Peggy. I, I walk when, nothing when, back, and I take the heat. I take the when, heat for all that. Like, when when we're when when we're when we're off, Mike, I just berate him like I'm a boy band manager. <laughs> you need to do better. Yeah, yeah I, I somehow I I developed the New York accent, and then you go Minnesota, <laughs> and it's weird. Well, uh, Peg, how do people follow you? Ah, uh, geez, I'm pretty much just uh, Facebook. You can catch my performances on YouTube, uh, TikTok. Peggy Miller, and that's about it. I don't there do anything go. else. I'm lazy. Oh, hell, I like you got you have a TikTok, Peggy. I can't wait to I like that. I'm oh, totally well. Following. You know what I did on TikTok was uh, uh, Miss Shannon and Tiffany show Sunday comedy through the chaos. Oh yeah, I yep. threw the challenge out to do a sea shanty. So I got the <laughs> cap, I got the bird <laughs> on my shoulder, and the sea shanty song. So you got a TikTok. It is hilarious. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a riot. Oh, that's like, and if you're going to go now that you have the TikTok, uh, next time you jump out of an aerial plane, <laughs> it, like, it's... Uh, if I knew I was going to die in a year, I'd take it up again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So it's, you know what, if, if you go up again, I'll, I'll go up. I might not okay. jump out of the plane, but I will fly in the plane with you. Oh, <laughs> no, you want to do that because they come down so fast that people would rather jump out of the plane than take the ride back down to the ground. What? They're just dicks they about it? If you if they you chicken out and then, then they're just like, oh, oh uh, they punish you. They like they turn the, the propellers they off. They like put like they like fake like they're oh, looks like the engines are out. Oh no, we're we're all gonna die. Also, you should have jumped out of the fucking plane. Joe, you know those planes don't have beverage service, right? They're not they're not there's not like you want cocktails. <laughs> I'm gonna do it like I I'm gonna do it like I do on a regular airplane. I'm gonna put it in my uh and I'm gonna take like <laughs> I can't jump because I took my parachute out and it's filled with Jameson. Little little <laughs> tiny bottles of Jameson. Next year, you and I are going to do a tandem because I'm not licensed to jump by myself anymore. So we'll go do a tandem. Man, but I'm not licensed to jump at all. So neither of us are licensed. We need like a, a we need a third person. We need a menagerie jump where like the third person is like a, a like no, a no, skydive instructor. No, you, yeah, you'll have a guy on your back. Can it be a hot chick? Huh? Okay. Can it okay. be a hot chick with a strap on? Because I'm way more into that than a guy on my back. I don't want to be a I don't want to be a parachute bottom. The first tandem I did. <laughs> First one I I'm did, a parachute top. If you're going to Google parachute bottom, please, uh, please put a safe search on your phone, on your phone when you do parachute bottom. Otherwise, you're going to see some shit. <laughs> Peggy, what were you, what were you saying? Well, I was just saying, well, it's part of my comedy bit that when I did the tandem, it was the first time in 45 years I had a man on my back. Hey. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. You're like, hey, watch it back there. Buy me dinner yeah. first, buddy. Oh, I'm liking that. No. <laughs> you're like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, they have the babes. So you get the babes, I'll get the babes, and we'll jump. Hell yeah, we'll get the yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go to like the Hooters of fucking parachute. Yeah, we can <laughs> you're gonna that. go to that place in North Carolina where they got them thick, them thick thighs. Them thick thighs. It's uh, yeah, they, it's it's called poop shoots. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just what's gonna happen when Joe jumps out of the plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got I got my whole diaper. You guys, um, you could follow Nate. Uh, it's N Smezrude on Instagram, Nathan Smezrude across other different platforms. It, it, it's spelled in the description. You can find it out. He's going to have some shows in Bismarck coming up soon, so keep your eyes on that. Joe, how do people follow you? Oh, you know how they follow me. They just look in their bathroom mirror, say my name three times, and I just fucking show up with some Pacalolo. 
<laughs> you guys gonna want to go shrimping? Yeah, I totally wanna. I would love to be the cook on a shrimping vessel. I yeah. like if you still if you got any contacts down there. God, that sounded awful. Suck some shrimp head. I mean, <laughs> yeah, let's go to a Japanese restaurant. Suck some shrimp heads. Yeah, or they taste like almonds. Yeah, tastes like yeah. almond milk. Yep. <laughs> Just chew the eyes. See, I, I, my theory is about that, Peg. The reason that he wants to get on a boat so much is because he kind of looks like Clint from Jaws. He's a he, little, I'm a little Clinty. Yeah, he's, especially when you had the mutton chops real, <laughs> real, real heavy. He's just like, he's just like, we're gonna, and he's just gonna keep saying we're gonna need a bigger boat like the <laughs> whole time. And like, no, this is a perfect size vessel for shrimping, Joe. You don't understand the the size of the vessel that you need to go shrimping, Joe. Yeah, he looks very nautical. He's very. Uh, you can follow me. I'm Matt Doima on Instagram and Facebook. I am at Chubby Waiter on Twitter, as I believe in truth and advertising. Um, you can uh, come out every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night. Uh, I'm at the Keller Bar. I host the Keller Open Mic. It starts, uh, sign up is from 8 to 9, shows of 9.15. I say 9 o'clock. No, no, it's 9.15. <laughs> Unless we actually have a crowd like 9.15. Uh, also on December 17th, myself, Joe Cocazello, Shiloh Blake, Carly McMenamin are doing a triple X show at the Dallas House in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. It's going to um, get dirty, St. Croix yeah, Falls. I, again, it's going to be a really big stretch for myself and Joe. We're, 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 we're known for clean comedy. That's right. So, we got to make sure that there's no three children in an overcoat scenario happening. Yeah, we're, we're going to check. Like, Sir, can you please take <laughs> off the overcoat? And I'm going to go, no. And then we're like, you have no. to leave. <laughs> Do you guys serve Paschetti? Yeah. <laughs> Beyond that, follow the Awful Service Podcast on all social media platforms. Um new content coming out all the time peg it has been a delight thank you so much for doing the show well, thank you for having me and it was a blast i had a good time have fun moving the furniture around your friend's apart uh, your friend's cabin yeah i yeah i'm going to she hasn't come down yet from the loft so i'm gonna <laughs> all right. i just thought it would a fresh remodel would have been nice peggy if you move the coffee table again i'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> Try to catch me, try to catch me. <laughs> it's like a whole week of Marco Polo. Yes, yes. <laughs> torment, torment. She's a trooper though, so yeah. As always. That's where as, is. as always. Buy a homeless person some shoes. Yep. Yeah, they don't even have to be Red Wing. That was like above and beyond. That's like Gucci for well, the and homeless. He get the lubricating stuff too for the leather. There you go. <laughs> Oh, for the love of God, can I get this? Of course you can. Of course you can. Anyway, he's he's got it made in the shade. So. And have a good night. It's time to count the till. Sweep the floors and mop the spills. Say good night. Dispose of the trash and turn out the light. Tell me why I try. This whole damn thing is a lie, so I'll take services have earned me this maybe i will find a way out but for now i'll count my tips and lock the door